0: You're listening to the record industry with Auto D coming at you live. like a the Eiffel Tower. Yes, which way, what, when, how? Mister Auto D, flip the track right now. Hey, I'm
1: Auto D. Thanks for tuning in. We're gonna listen to some great music and talk to some really cool people. And I know there's a lot of things you could be doing, so I appreciate that you're getting with this.
2: It don't mean much if you ain't got no sense
1: Hey everybody, I'm Otto D. Thanks for tuning in. Last week, Nikki returned to the show and then quickly jetted out of town for work, returning just in the nick of time for tonight's show. In honor of her tremendous effort to be here, I thought we should open with one of her current favorites. So here's No Diggity by Chet Baker.
2: I like the way you work workin' No diggity, I gotta bag it up I like the way you workin' No diggity, I gotta bag it up I like the way you workin' No diggity, I gotta bag it up I like the way you workin' No diggity, I gotta bag it up She's got class and stuff, see not the spine of my
1: I love those funky endings. So that is uh, No Diggity by Chet Faker, and it is dedicated to my good friend and co-host, Nikki DiGiorgio. So Nikki, welcome back to the show tonight. Thank you. And I know you were in last week, and it was great to have you back, but then uh, you took off again. You've been gone all week.
3: I did. So what's been going on? Um, I went over to Seattle Mm -hmm. and uh, performed in a show at Snoqualmie Casino. Mm Mm-hmm and uh yeah it's a show that i choreographed and then danced in it's called the pack and it is a tribute to sammy davis jr dean martin frank sinatra um yeah so we did a three night gig there wow and uh with three dancers that dance alongside me from los angeles so Mm -hmm. i've worked with them before in la and we just brought the whole cast over and had a night of rehearsal and then a day of tech
1: so is it a Um, 90 minute show
3: uh almost almost Just how many costume
1: that. changes for you guys as the dancers not
3: many Not too many? uh i think seven oh,
1: okay. <laughs> wow
3: that's, that's not many <laughs> really okay i've had our shows that have up to 20. wow so yeah
1: and they're all about what 40 to 50 seconds yeah
3: absolutely so, Whole costume yeah. pretty amazing
1: <laughs> well welcome back great to have you thanks and uh, thanks to for be that here. thanks for that tune and tonight we're going to welcome a special guest to the show. She is a singer, songwriter, performing musician, and a music producer who has been spending a lot of time over the last year on a pretty fascinating project. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you about it because that's why she's here. So now for you, the one and only Cindy Standage. So Cindy, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you.
3: I am so glad to be here. This is great.
1: Thank, well, thanks for taking the time to be on. I'm you so bet. happy
3: there's a woman here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <This is laughs> me
3: too. Yay!
1: <laughs> Girls you're out night Yeah, out out for the first yeah. time
3: you're numbered, I've been here.
0: Fine. Well, let,
1: let me tell you something about Italian men. We don't mind being outnumbered <laughs> <Okay>. by women.
0: <laughs> okay. That's never a problem. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay.
1: But um, so first of all, there's a lot that we we're going to talk about and that we can talk about. But before we go anywhere, let's hear about this project you've been working on that's actually called The Project. Tell me a little bit about it.
3: It is a great, great thing for the state of Arizona. It's a great thing for music. It's a great thing for for everything it touches, and it's touched just about everything. Uh, Grant Woods, uh, we all know him as a former attorney general for the state. He is also a songwriter.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And I hate to say also, but because he is, I'll rephrase that, he is a songwriter. And he is a good songwriter.
1: Well, to say that the former attorney general is a songwriter, for most people, they would go, what? Yeah, so, really. So huh? he's also a songwriter. It makes perfect sense. Not only is he an attorney, not only is the former former attorney general, he's also a songwriter.
3: Right. I mean, so he can. Well, a
1: lot of talents.
3: In that we know him, you know, his the the charisma, the, all the stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. he can do it all. Right. And this is one of the things, though, that he has loved since he was a young boy, was music. And in fact, when he took the direction to go into uh, practice law, mm-hmm. it was a decision. Do I do that or do I go into the music business? Interesting. Mm-hmm. That was his decision, and um, and and as successful as he's been, you would automatically think, oh, he made the absolute right decision. I, I think, I'm, I'm, and he did. I'm sure, right? But I'm sure, but in his out. own mind, yeah, <laughs> I paid the bills. <laughs> but um, but in his own mind, his true love has always been music, okay. and so he wrote these. He's written many songs. I've performed them on the stage over the years.
1: So the project is essentially a CD project yes. of songs written by written Grant by Woods. Grant Woods and okay. every
3: song on, there are 10 songs on the mm-hmm. CD mm-hmm. we have 10 songs 11 singers mm-hmm. every word on this CD every uh, lyric and every piece of uh, melody was mm-hmm. written by Grant wow so and it's it's great every song is just it just gets bigger and bigger and it started off as if we were going to do a small little project and just kind of get a kind of get some of his songs down just mm-hmm. for just to have right and this um, is real
1: common for writers especially when they're kind of Feeling it out for the first time, just make the, they they use that almost sometimes as an excuse mm-hmm. to back into a project. Yeah. Like, I'm just doing it this way; that no one will be critical yeah. of me. Yeah. I'm just doing it right. to make it's a record. For fun. Yeah, we're just gonna yeah. And then they then they have so much fun. They're like, wow, I want it to be really better. And then mm-hmm. and then it's like, okay, well, had we known that, we would have started a little different. But but then you really can get into it. So as the producer, I mean, you, mm-hmm. I've known you as a singer songwriter. You've got records out, and we'll we'll talk a little bit about that. And of course, you've you've been involved in producing your own music and your own work. But I mean, here you are—you're not singing and songwriting; you're just producing. Was this your first experience in solely in that role?
3: To just produce, yes, and to never get on the other side of the microphone. Hey, welcome to my Now side of the I class. snuck in. I want to tell you something. <laughs> How much fun I snuck is that? in on one song, <laughs> okay. on some yeah. backup, and oh, we'll cool. hear it tonight. I think. Oh, I do.
1: I sing backup on all the records. Yeah, you know, use. it was just Absolutely. so fun.
3: I couldn't I couldn't stop myself. Cool. But it was kind of weird at first. You know, to be on yeah. the other end of it, and mm-hmm. but it, it's gonna it's gonna help me in my music, I think, as sure. well, because I'm gonna listen for different things now, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Sure. you know, than I did before.
1: Well, and there's so many people involved in the record that uh, you you had an opportunity to work with a lot of personalities. So really, right. talk about working with your own music. Yeah, you had all these different artists take right. on what you were doing. It's not like you produced a record with one person mm-hmm. and uh, take some lessons from there. You're really right. you worked with a lot. In fact, how many different uh, artists were there on the record?
3: Ten songs and eleven singers. Okay. And so uh, one of the songs is a duet. Mm-hmm. Nils um, Lofgren and Francine Reed. Wow. You know, a, a gospel duet. I mean, Powerhouse, imagine yeah. that. Yeah. And, um, but you know, Grant is not a performer. He doesn't have a desire to be a and performer. And where, where the heck is Grant? Yeah, who is this guy? Oh, I, you know, hey. I, Does you know he really <laughs> exist? Does this guy really exist? <laughs> yeah. now, now, Otto, you saw him at a party oh, the night. I know, Grant.
1: <laughs> but, well, but what I'd love to, to uh, mention too is that um, we're going to drag him in here. Not tonight, but we'll get him in here before the big event, because last week was the official uh, record release for the album. But you guys have also put together a huge show, the RPM Theater. Right. And I understand it's essentially... Sold out already. Uh,
3: basically, we have about forty-three tickets. Shows not till September. No, and we've done really no advertising. Um, it's just word of mouth. Um, it's a. It's been a grassroots project from day one, mm-hmm. and it's just continued to grow. So we just need to do two or three more shows that weekend, at least. <laughs>
0: there we
3: go. So, but it's you know the um, concert and the CD has. It's it has now become. It's really cool, and this is a typical Grant Woods move. Mm-hmm. This is now a benefit.
2: Uh-huh. This is oh, a benefit
3: cool. for the Arizona School for the Arts. Oh, this is going to go to the young artists to, to let them know that there is music in Arizona. Mm-hmm. There, there is a place for them.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And um, he has a daughter that attends there. Oh, cool. And um, we've become very close with the school throughout this project. And it is fantastic. So this money not only are these 10 great songs mm-hmm. in, and every singer is from Arizona every players from Arizona we recorded it in Arizona we did everything on the CD in Arizona mm-hmm. by Arizona people mm-hmm. now the money's going to go back to Arizona for these young artists
1: and where's the first place I saw an advertisement for the record tell me Times Square
3: <laughs> well City, you know that's the <laughs> Arizona. you know Arizona on the well road. Road. you know what that was cool you know what that showed <laughs> Arizona's pretty big time yep that was neat. and you know that's one of the beauties of having grant woods
1: ha- oh, you know what? be the writer everybody's got a little juice. you know so what I, everybody so do does what can do.
3: and it, it let everybody know very, it let very everybody cool. know
1: very cool now let me ask you a question too one more thing about the project uh, in terms of your role um, mm-hmm. as an artist being produced Uh, A producer can tell you, change this, change that. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to take this direction. And it's a personal attack sometimes. The artist feels that until they get Mm -hmm. used to being produced. Here you were producing people, and it's kind of like, oh, I'm the one who has to tell them, no, (laughs) no, I really want you to do this. And then maybe stand on that and and deal with that. So granted, uh, the singers weren't doing their own songs. They were doing Grant songs. So maybe they weren't quite as... Uh, married to their interpretation but did you have was
3: was it a little rough for you to it put was, people in their place no no absolutely not <laughs> surprisingly so naturally right no, well you knew
1: where you were going no then. because I didn't direction. need to I mm-hmm. did
3: not have to put them in their place mm-hmm. because we chose the songs first right before we chose the artists mm-hmm. so we chose the songs and then we sat and thought who would be the absolute perfect Artist for mm-hmm. this song, mm-hmm. and then I sang all the scratch vocals, which mm-hmm. is the vocal that's done while the players are sure. are playing, the and reference. it's not going to be kept. Right. Um, so I did it in kind of the way I had always done them on the stage, mm-hmm. and um, and then we sent that to the art. We never asked an artist to do it that they didn't say yes. Wow, cool. and which is typical of Arizona as well, Arizona music. Mm-hmm. And so we would send it to them, and then they came in, and we would start that track, and they absolutely you couldn't make it better now we could say you know maybe uh, slower here or a little I mean just a tweak here or there mm-hmm. where it became really fun for me is okay now let's bring in some more instruments now let's bring in another singer you know what we cut that as a rock and roll tune but you know what I can hear a ballad now mm-hmm. Or the singer would come in and say you know I just just humor me a minute mm-hmm. what about this and they would hear it everybody heard it different we heard 11 different ways mm-hmm. 11 singers and There wasn't one of them that did not absolutely nail the song. Well, in honor of all of the
1: characters that are on the record, give me a quick rundown, some of the names of the people on the album that are the the lead vocalists, for for example.
3: We have lead vocalists, um, Michael Nitro, uh, Lawrence Subia, Alice Tatum, Nils Lofgren, Francine Reed, Walt Richardson, Mm -hmm. uh, Blaine Long, Mindy Harris, Hans Olson. I mean, he's the the head of the the Hall of Fame here. We have Ray Herndon, I mean, Uh come on, we have a country song, so who sings it? Ray Herndon. Um, Al Ortiz, you know, Mm -hmm. he's on the road band with Stevie Nicks. Not only did he, and what happened, too, is it got to where he played the bass on every single song mm-hmm. on those tracks. And then I get a call one night in the middle of the night, and he says, Cindy, is there any way I could sing one of these songs? I love this particular song. And I thought, yes, yes, oh, yes. Great. And he came in and just nailed it. Well,
1: and he has a very unique voice, too. So very unique. If you find the right spot for him, then that's it's really going to shine. Yeah,
3: me. and so. I still have a, a list of people that called in. I want to do it. I want to do it. And it became, it just
1: volume two, right? Mm,
3: At least. I guess
1: so. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fantastic. Um, you know what I'd like to do is let's go ahead and spin a song from the record.
3: Let's and do it. Um,
1: I'm going to play a song called One Life. Tell me a little bit about One Life.
3: I'll tell you about One Life. That is one cool song. It's Walt Richardson. You know, he's been here forever. He's one. Of, they. He was the first star in the Walk of Fame, on the Tempe Walk of Fame. I think Walt's one of
1: the first guys I met when I came to town back in 89. That That's playing. what everybody he's been, says. He's been the grandfather of the, of the local music scene here. Well, he's fabulous.
3: And he came in and, and he put his... He came in and it was so interesting. He came in and he said... And his voice was scratchy. He said, I've been I sang all night and my voice is scratchy. Maybe I should come back. And we said, let's just get a just get one and then we'll see. And it was so heartfelt and it was so perfect for this song that he just nailed it. And then this was a song that I jumped in on and did a little bit of backup work and Al Ortiz was there and he says, I wanna do some Michael Nitro, I wanna do some backup. Then we have Scotty Johnson from the Gin Blossom says, "Let me play a little bit of guitar on that song, okay?" Mark Tarbell, I mean the first Iron Chef, you know Tarbell's <laughs> restaurant. He says, "I want to play some guitar." Let Everybody knows, you know, On the oh
1: wait no guitar, yeah.
3: yeah, right. yeah let me play the spatula <laughs> it's like, it's like, on that your song. Which tools do you
1: want to use? No, he brought know? and
3: that's came great. in, played guitar, and it just that's, awesome. that's how each of the songs did. And by the end of it, it was just like. Wow. Cool. Sean Cooney was the engineer. Uh And we would look at each other sometimes in the middle of the night after everybody would finally go home and would say, What just happened? (laughs) One life is what just happened. (laughs) Well, let's listen to
1: One Life from the Project.
0: And above your
4: graveyard, off the side of the road. Mm.
0: African bushland, or it could have been Cleveland. It don't matter to the stiffs below. Mm. I just got
4: one
2: life,
0: I've got to live
4: it. Just got this one heart, I've got to give it.
0: She don't know maybe, maybe way back home Don't wanna shut down Close up and spin around Don't wanna wind up alone
4: I just got one life I've got to live it I just got one heart I've got to
0: give it I'm gonna run till I have to walk. I'm gonna fly and ignore the talk. I know I can't give up until the bell has rung. I won't give up until my time is done. I've got to live it Just got this one heart I've got to give it i just got this one life I've got to live it Just got this one heart I've got to give it I see the sun
1: A great track mm-hmm. congratulations nice job
3: thank you thank you
1: i think that's the most ex- excited i've heard Walt on a record it's he really he really had to go for it against that track that's cool
3: you know what he like you said he's he's kind of the father of mm-hmm. of this kind of thing and um he he really drew I think on life experiences and the years he's had and that mm-hmm. song it was as though it was written for him mm-hmm. and it you know it, the song had already been written before you know sure. b- ahead of that but he brought we could feel it in that room and that's why so many people would come in and hear it and say please let me do something on that mm-hmm. what can I do and it just became um, contagious almost mm-hmm. you know to I want to be a part of it so he really he he brought his A game it's a cool track thank you
1: now I want to leave this project for when what for, I want to leave the project. <laughs> I'm done with the project until we get Grant in here and we can we'll play a few more cuts uh, you know we'll talk about the show we'll, we'll spend some time getting to getting his um, his views on the project as well and I want to have the two of you telling stories so I think sometimes it'll be fun to get the take on how some of the things went but let's get to know let's just get to know you a little bit better while before he's here <clears throat> okay, okay. So, for example, we've already mentioned that your background is and has been as a singer-songwriter, not just mm-hmm. as a producer. So you've had some albums out. Um, I know I grabbed a tune I'm going to play for you off of a record you released in 2010 called Volume 2. Okay. And uh, I, I'm not going to tell you which cut yet, but it's, I like <laughs> oh, it. I just thought it well, they're also great, all so
3: great yeah. but just what it makes. <laughs> <a bit> oh! <laughs>
1: And then going back earlier, um, what, was the first, what was your first record? That you my recorded? first
3: record was called Same Red Hair, and it was the very first song I ever wrote. I've got the oh, wow. same red hair, the same blue <laughs> eyes, I'm the same me, I've been all my life.
1: So how old so, were you when you did that record?
3: Well, I was old. I was old enough to make a, you know, I, my, my very first time I ever cut a record, right. I was 14 years old okay. in cool. Nashville. And um, I was hit by the Lucky Stick. When I went into that town. And that was back in the days when Hit you went By the lucky stick. I've I never like heard that. that yeah, like that. I'll tell you what, felt pretty good. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that was back in the day when you would knock on, you know, the head of a label's door right. and say, I've got a song. Can I play it for you? And they would. Sometimes say yes, sometimes say no. Mm-hmm. They were very kind to me, mm-hmm. and my father um, had been in the music business all of his life. He had been a trumpet player mm-hmm. for Nat King Cole, Frank Sinatra, those big oh, band cool. stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, in fact, he was there when they uh, wrote that "Straighten Up and Fly Right" and oh, those wow. kind of songs. Nice. And he was a kid; he was just a kid. Did you guys
1: do that in the show? We
3: don't, but I would love to. Oh, <laughs> oh it's great! It's great. And I got to see that Red Pack yeah. show. That's but great. he was. In, but then he was in the. Um, uh, aerospace business when he had family and that and but he would be up in nashville doing business and he said you know he called me one day i'm 14 he goes you know what cindy i can write a song as good as this stuff so he says get put your mother on the phone and uh and i want you to be on a plane tomorrow That's and cool. he writes on about 10 cocktail napkins and an i don't know what a mm-hmm. song out mm-hmm. i fly in i'm 14 i learned the song in the hotel room that night the next day we go knocking on doors and I'm playing the guitar. And I only knew three chords and so did he. So every song he wrote was in those A, E, hey, and a D. That's all it takes.
1: <laughs> so you let but, the producer and the arranger get fancier, but you know, just write yeah. song.
3: But you know, we finally um, ended up in Sun Records. Oh, wow. And uh, Shelby Singleton, uh, the owner at the time, he mm. um, my maiden name was Singleton, and we kind of had a little connection because of that. Just at, on that moment. Right. And we go in and my dad says, this is my daughter, Cindy. She's a singer. I'm a writer, blah, blah, blah. And Shelby says, well, today's your lucky day. He says, <laughs> <This is> sing <laughs> me a song. So I sat down. Too young to be nervous. Right. And, uh, I know. To, how, to yeah. know, you know Gosh, what I how mean? How valuable is that? Yeah, know. now I would be a wreck. But um, I start strumming and playing and he says, stop. And I thought, oh, my worst nightmare, you know. And he said, you know what? you're going to be on Nashville now in the morning. You're the new opening act. And he calls Ralph Emery, who's, you know, he's the Dick Clark of Nashville, you know, and he says, I've got your new girl. And he says, and I'm going to buy your song, Mr. Singleton. And uh, we signed a contract. Isn't that exciting? We went out to to the mall, Bought me some clothes to wear, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and that's how my music career began. Isn't that wow. cool? That's, that's what I mean by hit by the lucky stick. Yeah, right.
1: what a
0: great, great. And story.
3: Um, we, I had a great time with him all 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 my years up mm-hmm. until he passed away just recently. Mm-hmm. And in fact, my youngest daughter is named Shelby
1: uh-huh. after him.
3: And every time we would go to town, he would like, bring my little namesake in and let me take my picture. Uh, so nice. um, it was a great relationship.
1: And now you're still writing. Yes. When you have time, still performing. Yes. Probably working on a new record. Probably. <laughs> okay. We haven't talk about that yet.
3: In my spare <laughs> no, time. <we'll> get there. <laughs> yeah.
1: And so I want to spin a cut off of um, the record called Volume Two, which I thought had a cute cover too. Uh, just in contrast to the to the previous cover. You okay. Know, the, the two little redheads and faces. It's kind of cute. They're side by side on your website, and I noticed. But this tune. Uh, and at, and actually, after we play this song, uh, we're gonna we're gonna go to a commercial, and then we're gonna come back. But um, this is it's off from your uh, second album, and uh, you're listening to the record industry without OD, along with Nicky DiGiorgio and our guest tonight. It's Cindy, I should say Singleton. Standage, because <laughs> you, on your website and in the email you still use your full name sometimes. Well, well Cindy I Standage is
3: I, I stand. usually do Cindy Standage. Facebook, it's I put the Singleton in so that my you know my friends from high school and college and stuff can still find so strictly me strictly
1: Cindy Standage. There you go. Yes. It's okay. It's off. Here we go.
3: She waited up till 4 a.m., pacing back and forth again She knows he's running around 24 karat band anchor wrapped around her hand Man, she's starting to drown She looks down at that ring and says it all ends tonight Bites her bottom lip and pulls with all of her might It's off like a wedding dress, off like a light
0: She's had enough, tired of paying the cost The love that was strong, it's
3: over and gone Anything that was on, it's off Oh, there's a little white indent from all the years that she spent Believing all the lies that it told she used to burn red hot But it was awful not But now there's nothing but cold That wedding bandit felt like 200 pounds She feels a lot lighter with it laid on the ground It's off like a wedding dress Off like a light I'll
0: bet are off tonight She's had
3: enough time to The love that was strong, it's over and gone, anything that was on, it's gone, it's done, it's through, it's shot, there It's
0: off. It is off.
1: Hey, this is Otto D for the Walman Eye Center. I've been wearing trifocals with three different prescriptions in each lens for years, and I was always jerking my head up and down side to side as I tried to find the right part of the lens to look through. It was always annoying. I'd decided I'd had enough, and that's why this year I sought out Dr. Wallman at the Wallman Eye Center, a trusted ophthalmologist in Arizona for over 30 years. The Wallman Eye Center is the only facility in Arizona using the latest custom topography guided laser to assist in detailed mapping of the surface of your eyes. In my one-on-one consultation with Dr. Wallman, he described how he could tailor the process to match my eyes, giving me the comfort level I needed to trust him and his staff to do the procedure. If you want freedom from your prescription glasses or contacts, then trust me. It's time for your tailored LASIK outcome. You can count on Dr. Wallman at the Wallman Eye Center. I did, and I couldn't be happier. Call 602-222-2020. That's 602-222-2020.
4: You're listening to The Record Industry with Otto D.
1: And we're back with Cindy Standage, Nikki DiGiorgio and I. And uh, Cindy, let's let's talk a little bit more about your background and kind of how you got started. Uh, you we you mentioned you cut your first record when you were fourteen, but did you come mm-hmm. from a musical family? When when did music first come into your life?
3: Music was always in my life. Like I said, my father was a trumpet player. He we constantly had music in our home, and I would go from hearing um, uh, the very thought of you by Nat Cole to the next song might be. Um, you know, the Ray Conniff Singers, I'm gonna take you way back when I name some of these names, the Ray Conniff Singers, to the next song might be the Rolling Stones, mm-hmm. the next song might be the Beatles, mm-hmm. and um, it just, it, David Bowie, uh, Bette Midler, it just went all over the map, and then the country thing, I loved country music,
1: well, we'll real country where, music. Where did you grow up? Atlanta. Okay.
3: So we were close to, close to Muscle Shoals, close to Nashville, close to a lot of music. And you know, mm-hmm. Atlanta's a big music hub. Yeah, And um, I thought before I started to do this project that I had to go back to those kind of places to do it. Mm. Not mm-hmm. so, not so. <laughs> it can be done right here yeah. in Arizona. Well so now, do you have a bunch of brothers and sisters, or are you an only child? No, I'm, you know, I have, there are five children in my family, two brothers and two, I have two brothers and two sisters.
1: And where do you, where are you I'll tell you behind. where I fit, it's
3: kind of weird, it's kind of <laughs> weird. A brother and a sister, seven years older than okay. myself, very close in age. Seven okay. years, myself. Seven more years, and a brother and a sister, very close in age. Okay. So I was like an only child. I never went to school with a sibling. Yeah. I never did that. And uh, I wasn't, that was not the norm, you know, at, the, at that time and really ever. But, um, but my father and I were extremely close because of this music thing. He you know, he decided when I was a young kid, I was in the fifth grade, he went and bought me a guitar and came home and said, you're, you're my entertainer. Sit down. You know? <laughs> he could tell. Huh? And we stayed up all night long. I mean, I was in grade school and we would stay up, the sun would come up and my mother so, would be yelling down the stairs, go to bed, she has to get up. You know. That's funny.
1: So no other musicians in the family? No. You were the one musical you one. You were the chosen one. I there was the go. chosen
3: one. And my brothers and sisters have really kind of teased me throughout my life. Well, you know, they can. parents can tell.
1: I mean, if they're aware, they can tell that mm-hmm. that's going on. Mm-hmm. I, I had this thing happen to me, and my grandmother told me about it. And I didn't even, I don't remember these things, but I was little, sitting in the basement. I had a, one of those little, remember those little toy organs where you turn them on and air goes through them? Oh, you know, yeah. And they would play chords and notes, you know? I would sit there with that organ and a little transistor radio and I would turn the radio on, find a song, and then I would turn the radio off and learn the song, just Mm -hmm. one hand. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm seven or eight years old. Mm -hmm. And my, my grandmother told me we drove two and a half hours down to see you guys. And you wouldn't even come out of the basement to say hello, or, or you know, mom. <laughs> your mother took you a How sandwich funny. downstairs. We were there for eight hours. You yeah. never came up. You just played the organ for eight hours, and and we left. You yelled bye. You know, yeah, yeah. Thanks
3: for coming. And, yeah. and I'm
1: like, I didn't do that. And you're like, Yeah, you always did that. Yeah. You know, and 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 you don't remember those things, but when when you're that one, the uh-huh. music's in. It's pretty mm-hmm. obvious to everybody that you're going to be doing. Music. You know,
3: yeah. I loved the stage since I was a little girl, and mm-hmm. I can remember my. My older sister and or my younger one, you know, they got, they played with these baby dolls and that kind of stuff, you mm-hmm. know, and rocking babies and stuff. And I thought, what is wrong with them? Right? You know, I wanted my, <laughs> I wanted the go-go boots on and the, and the hot pants on and I was mm-hmm. working on an act and I was, I was just a kid, mm-hmm. you know, but it was, give me a stage, give me a song. And it, I was, I had no fear of, of doing it. I loved it.
1: Mm-hmm. That's So, awesome. you know. So, what was one of the first songs that you remember, you know, hearing early on that kind of inspired you?
3: Well, you know, I, I, I mentioned it was the Beatles, and I was in the second grade. We went to my grandmother's house. We were living in Southern California. We, we all drove all all the kids in the car, you know, drive over to see their grandmother, and it, it's the Ed Sullivan Show. So oh, wow. we're all sitting around this television. Mm-hmm. And on it comes, and the Beatles are going to be on. We're excited.
1: At this point, you'd heard them. You already knew who they well, were. Well, we knew kind of them. of them a
3: little bit. I mean, I was in the second grade. Right, I mean, for so heaven's sakes, I was at
1: this point. I was, was seven nothing.
3: years old. Right. Right. But I knew it was. It there was something. There was something. Uh, mm-hmm. There was some buzz, and I wanted to be part of it. Right. And I was shushing them all up, you know. And I was going to watch this. And out those guys came, which you know I thought was the long hair, oh, and yeah. those beetle boots, and all that singing. And then I saw her standing. I thought. I have died and gone to heaven. This is me. <laughs> These guys are singing to me. I'm going to be a star. You know, and it was like, that's awesome. my that, life snapped and clicked, and I mean, get out of my way. That's wild. That's kind yeah. of what happened.
1: You know, the, I think that was a really common energy that was, that was uh, expressed that day, because yeah. so many people, young people I know, uh, ex- say the same thing. I mean, there were boys, uh, I mean, in the newspapers they talked about by the end of the show, boys were running up and down the streets, changing mm-hmm. their hair, wearing turtleneck sweaters, and spinning wow. around light poles. Now, it didn't it happen. That, it didn't happen in, yeah. in that thirty-minute show, right? But certainly, within days, the impact was mm-hmm. was obviously felt in the in the American pop culture, and and it was incredible.
3: It it changed it forever. Yeah, I really think that. And those and those rock tunes or what they we thought were so rock and roll right. in that. I loved that driving beat that they yeah. came out with, you know. Well, and that
1: mix of, of good boy and bad boy, from the standpoint of they were long haired, so mm-hmm. parents could be mad about it, <laughs> but they were in suits, so they so they liked that, and they were singing "I mm-hmm. want to hold your hand," which was mm-hmm. just totally gentlemanly. Yeah. So it was it was very <laughs> but, interesting because the parents they didn't want to like them, but they were the nice boys, so uh-huh. so they did. And, and and the kids went crazy.
3: I didn't care. All I knew is I loved them. Uh-huh. And I, being as young as I was, mm-hmm. what they, I mean, I thought they were cute, no doubt about it. Right. But that what, that really wasn't the issue. It wasn't the bad boy thing. Right. It wasn't any of that. I just loved the music. Well, you know, the
1: energy was so incredible. Absolutely. And, and one of the things that I think people, when you, when you listen, I always tell people, I like to add a lot of racket in records to create energy. And mm-hmm. I said, if you listen to... Some of those Beatle records that just make you you feel like you just want to run. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of energy. The drums might be quiet, but a lot of times, man, Ringo's playing the ride cymbal like a hi-hat, or a crash cymbal like a hi-hat. The whole song is... Oh, yeah. And this it's just quiet in there, mm-hmm. all this racket. And all and that, the way out. Yeah, and it creates a lot yeah. of energy. So it's it was interesting how they did have a yeah. real draw for those and things. That,
3: just the things they did, it was just out of the box. Yeah. I loved it.
1: Well, then let's take you back to second Ooh, grade. I cannot wait. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to spin a song that, uh, Off of their first record that, uh, that they played at that show That you've already mentioned We're going to listen to I Saw Her Standing Love it
0: One, two, three, four Well, she was just
1: second grade in nineteen sixty three I think. That's what I'm
3: talking about. <laughs> well, that was fun. <laughs> that was
0: a lot
1: of fun. Let's talk about old classic song. This is an old classic and you know what? I wanna to listen to just a little bit of this tonight. Voice, what a song from the legendary member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the soul man himself, Sam Moore. Hey Sam, how are you doing?
4: My man. How are you doing?
1: <laughs> you know, we always play the intro with that hook that's so famous and then get right out of it, and I felt like, you know what? I kinda want to hear that first verse go by.
4: Ah <laughs> so
1: it's nice, man. Good to hear you. So welcome.
4: How you good afternoon. Do- how are you doing? I'm doing good.
3: Hi Sam, how are you?
4: Who am I speaking to
3: This is Nikki.
4: Hi, pretty lady. How Hi, are you? Hi,
3: I'm great. How are you?
4: Well, thank you. She's
1: just back from Seattle. She's been doing the Rat Pack show all week. Yeah, we she, uh
3: mm-hmm. She
4: told me last week that she was going to Seattle. How was it, babe?
3: It was wonderful. The weather was great. Uh, the shows were sold out. So, I'm a happy lady.
4: <laughs> really? was <laughs> mm-hmm. sold out, was it? Yep. Well, you know what? That means uh, you're doing something right.
3: Thank you so much. There's no Sam. better compliment than that. <laughs>
4: Thank you Hi Sam,
3: this is Cindy It's nice to talk to you
4: Cindy, how you doing? I
3: am good, how are you?
4: My lady, everything is everything
3: Oh, well
1: <laughs> Well, you know, Cindy is, is um, hooked up with Grant Woods on a project called The Project And that's kind of what we've been talking about And um, we're going to get Grant in here maybe in a few weeks And get Cindy back and talk a little bit more about it Before they have their big concert in September
4: Wow,
3: well, so, you have a concert where? At the Orpheum Yep. ah september the 18th yeah. ah please please come and be our guest be my I guest I, c- I wish
4: i could but i'm gonna be i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna be in miami i think well i can't tell you no more i'll tape it we'll for it you right there i'll
0: <laughs> tape it for you but let,
4: right. me, but let me let me uh wish yeah, you a we'll, great great show
1: Thank you. Yeah, I think it'll be great. Well, listen, Sam, tonight, um, you know, we, we always have all this news we cover. There's no news this this week to talk about except, you know, P. Diddy falling off the stage at the BET Awards. <laughs> right. And, and yeah, we really, heard about that we last really night. To go yes. there. He recovered really fast, which was fun to see, uh, just right back up on stage. But um, Did
4: he really fall off the stage?
1: Into into <laughs> a crowd that kind of pushed him right back up. So it, it, <laughs> oh it, it, it's almost like it didn't even happen, you know. It's like oh, crowd man, surfing.
4: That's got more money than God, fell off the stage. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Look at that. Look at that. that.
4: So, oh boy.
1: So instead of talking about the news, I thought I would go back through some of your tracks and um, think of something to play. And I came across a cut, I uh, Can't Stand the Rain, and noticed uh-huh. that you had done that with Winona and B.B. Uh, Winans and uh, Billy Preston's also on that track. And I thought oh, that had to be a fun record to cut. It sure sounds cool. And I thought maybe you could share something with us
2: on that.
4: Well, what happened on that, uh, we were, actually, we were in... Um, we were in Nashville, and uh, we had put the t- we had put the uh, the track on, and and Randy was sitting there. So
1: Randy Johnson,
4: uh, yeah. And uh, the next thing we knew, uh, Wynona was going over the thing over and over. Well, Lineona, you know that that's kind of out of her uh, her revenue and everything, but uh, she was she was getting it down. And then, then B.B. came by and uh, Randy said, hey, man, why don't you go in there and you know, do a little ad lib." He said, No, nah, 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 So I said, come on, Randy, hey, come on, man, I mean, it's not going to take, that doesn't define you uh from being a still a gospel singer nah nah thank you sam but i i would rather not so he said, okay okay so we kept working we kept working we kept working so when it broke down a little bit he said I said, You sure you don't want to do this now? Nah, well, uh, I think I'm going in. <laughs> so he went and in. And what you hear is the gospel stuff behind. He just couldn't stay out of it. And he went in there and he blew everybody's mind because that's not like BB, you know, to, to get away from his roots. Right,
0: right.
4: But it was so wonderful to see him going there and all the ad libs and the back and forth. Mm-hmm. That is what the story is all about
1: man you know when you put a professional in there you know once you let them loose they're gonna find their space in it yeah
4: you know? yeah yeah call me you know we kept asking come on man going. nah nah <laughs> nah 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 well nah, I
1: think nah, for him too it had to have offer a lot of great freedom to go hey you know what this isn't my record I don't have to be me I can actually play around a little bit
4: well his thing was you know he just came by to say hello and you know and and, and what now because you know the family has moved Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the family have moved from Detroit to uh, Nashville, you mm-hmm. know. So he just came by to say hello. He knew I was in town, so he just came by to see. Anyway, we, we were playing the thing. Now the Billy part, well, we had t- we had taken that back because Billy hadn't uh, gone. Billy hadn't gone into the hospital yet. Mm-hmm. You know, he was still just. And then when we got back. Uh. uh and to put the tape on mm-hmm. and uh, you know and, and, and as you well know, know Billy takes one listen and oh, he'll knock it out in a I know. few seconds Then it was just so wonderful so we enjoyed that and Becca she was doing her thing mm-hmm. and whatnot. so that's the story too cool. my dear BB and whatnot.
1: that's a funny story well let's check it out I think we'll enjoy hearing that and uh, listening for him and the ad libs
4: Thank you, my friend.
1: All right, man. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great night.
4: And those beautiful women, you should be nice I know, to I'm them. Lucky, I'm lucky. <laughs> <guys>. <laughs> We're having a big
3: time. <laughs> I'm lucky, guys. <laughs> uh, that's I love right.
4: you guys. Thank you. Aww. Thank Alrighty, you. All right, Sam. We'll
1: talk to you later. Take care. Okay. Stay well. You too. So here is I Can't Stand the Rain from Overnight Sensational with Sam Moore, accompanied by Winona and B.B. Winans. Mm-hmm.
0: The rain against my window Bring back sweet memories I can't stand the rain against my window because she's not here with me Just one sound that I just can't stand. I, I can't, can't stand the rain, rain against my window, raining back memories. Rain, 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 rain,
1: So there is a room full of singers, huh? <laughs> what a track. And that was I Can't Stand the Rain from Overnight Sensational with Sam Moore, accompanied with by Winona and BB and So that's fun. Record produced by Randy Jackson. I think you might have heard Sam mention Randy trying to coax wow. BB into getting on the record. It's a lot of fun. Well, um, before we wrap up and before we let you go, Cindy, just thought maybe we talked talk just a little bit more. Um, we mentioned, or just kind of recap. We mentioned that the concert's September eighteenth,
3: September the eighteenth, at, at the, the Orpheum. Orpheum.
1: Now, if somebody wants to get tickets for the tickets that are still available. How okay. do they get them? They
3: can call the Orpheum and okay. buy tickets that way. They can go to the dot com, projectaz dot com, the projectaz okay, um, and or they can just call you, call a friend, call get a hold of me.
1: Oh yeah, anybody anybody <laughs> who's involved, you know, anyone who's involved, any
3: of those can... singers any of it those that you, you know. Up. Yeah, yeah. Okay,
1: very, call very cool. Call Grant.
3: That's a good idea. Yeah, call Grant. Call I'm <laughs> sure he's
1: got a couple tickets laying around yeah. he sell yeah. it to you.
3: Around the house.
1: Well, that's going to be exciting. And uh, what day of the week is that? That is a Friday it's night. A Friday night? All right, okay. we'll be there. Be how there. Later? We're
3: excited. Be there.
1: Yeah, how late is the show? It starts at 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. And how many people are performing on the bill?
3: Uh, we have 11 singers There will be 11 people on that so bill
1: oh and there's going to be a lot of empty venues that night in town and there's going to be
3: it's going to be the only show yeah. in town I was say, and every player who's ever played a, a who's played way. anything on this is going to be on that what a great stage way to, to sell your
1: it. tickets i'm going to take everybody who works in this town and put them on <laughs> one know, stage that's, one I night mean.
3: If you I want to see it. a show,
1: you're going to have to see. Well, and then, and
3: then to top it all off, we have had a documentarian working on this from day one. Oh, Jeremy Simmons, okay. and he has been filming the making of the project. Oh, fantastic! And it will conclude as he films this concert, this oh, documentary. Great. Fantastic! And it's really been a fun time. Well, i want going to do gonna that be in the documentary,
1: So bring him in here when Grant's yeah. in your next. He, well, time.
3: Absolutely. <laughs> this is part of it, right? We will. We will. That'll he'll be. Fun. Bring here. all your friends. You know, me, he'll I be can't here on
1: TV. <laughs> Well, listen, thanks so much, Cindy, for coming in. Thank it's been you. fun. And, you know, time flies by. We only play one cut of the record. So um, I absolutely want to confirm that we're going to get Grant in here uh, before the concert. And we'll spend absolutely. maybe four or five cuts of the record or maybe do some sort of feature thing on some of these artists to, to the project, uh, help promote the project.
3: The project loves you, loves your station, loves your show, Aww. and we are we're in with both feet. Oh, well, fantastic. Awesome. I, I look forward
1: to the concert. I look forward to hearing the rest of the record.
3: Yeah, This has been wonderful. Thank you.
1: And now uh, Nikki knows all about it. Yay! And uh, Nikki, next week we'll see you. I will be here. That'll be fun. I can't tell you who the guest is going to be because we're arm wrestling with a couple of people. All
3: right. Thank we're get you. It worked Nikki. Out. Thank you.
1: And Cindy, I'm sure we'll talk to you real soon. I cannot wait. And this is Cindy Standage, and you've been listening to The Record Industry Without OD. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: See you next week.